Righto, chaps. Here we go. Season 4, Episode 9, Theme of Navajo Royalty. This is the last segment of the night, number 6, Changing of Times. And this segment is about the end of the era of Queen Elizabeth and the interesting path history will go on as humans continue to change and evolve the environment around them. And what I mean by that is basically going back to what that veteran was telling me, how Navajos had a royalty structure, you know, two, three hundred years ago, let's say. And with that structure, everybody knew their, their place, their spot and all that. And, excuse me, and with the way the, I don't, I don't really want to get, say the white settlers, but because there was, there was also Nakais that came out this way too. So when these people, they came out, whether it's white or Nakai, you know, Belagana or Nakai, um, they did change the Navajo way of thought because before it was just like, okay, you know, we're royalty, you know, this is what we consider, you know, prestigious. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we got to go to war with whatever tribe is right there, you know. Uh, the Utes, the Apaches, and the um, Comanches. And then after a while, you know, it's like, hey, wait, there's a there's another group coming in here. What's wrong with these guys? They don't look like us. They don't have long hair. You know, then the Spaniards came in and the Europeans came in. So all that really changed the structure of Navajo royalty, I believe. And that's why that kind of uh, shifted and changed over the years. Now, like I said... Um, what was supposed to be a way for Navajos to be docile so they wouldn't, you know, fight against the uh, U.S. cavalry again is that they became weavers and silversmiths. And once that happened, you know, it started to evolve in a way to where, you know, boarding schools, I think they really messed up a lot of people because, you know, probably a lot of these native kids got raped and, they grew up to be alcoholic men and very loose women, you know. And from there, you know, being placed into the city, you know, to get an education and all that. That's where I think um, Kitty Cat. Cat's got some warm paws to put on my my ankle. Anyways, um, so when that happened, I, I you know, I'm just... I'm just guessing here, but I think that's where a lot of the um, mind changed, you know, became city mindset. And just like me, you know, and came back out to Clagato. I'm like, oh, well, we can do this. We can do this. And it's like, well, then go ahead and do it then, Mr. City Boy. Let's see what you can come up with. I'm like, okay, let's try this. Let's use a nonprofit. Now people just back away from me. I'm like, Why? you know, what did I do to you, man? Shit. I'm, you know, you wanted to help. You were complaining about help. I found a way to help you. Now you don't like me. Now you're jealous. Now you hate me, whatever. You know, it's like, well, too bad. I'm, I already found this route and I'm just going to go with it. So, um, with that being said, you know, just this whole thing of, you know, Navajo royalty changing over the years and it finally becoming a status thing, you know, it, you know, became more materialistic. And if the generation could see the generation that turned out, like, 
I don't know, let's say two, three hundred, I mean, I mean, two to three generations before the long walk, if they were to see the generation after the long walk, they'd be like, man, what the hell happened to you guys? So that is definitely changing of the times right there. And, and for me, knowing that, you know, Queen Elizabeth has died, you know, I, I, it's not like I was really all about the royal family or I wanted to be like them or, you know, I've always, you know, kept tabs on them or anything. It's just that knowing that she's not going to be there anymore, it's kind of like an eye opener. It's like, oh, shit. You know, yeah, you know, I know that, you know, not all these, everybody's going to live forever, you know. But it's the legacy this lady left behind because when I was a kid, I did remember hearing Queen Elizabeth. But I never really gave a damn because, you know, I was a kid. Why, why would I care about that? And then when I was in middle school uh, and I was like, oh, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. Princess Diana. That's when, um, you know, she was died around that time, I guess. And, you know, and I would look at Prince William and Prince Harry. And I'm like, damn, man, I bet those guys get all the toys, you know, <laughs> all the good toys. And they go all these, you know, really cool places. But, um, you know, I guess they were getting tired of being royal and all that. And then in high school, I started to kind of think a little bit more about, you know, royalty. And I'm like, well, okay, that's pretty interesting. Because as a kid, I did like, you know, what my brothers like, you know, the rock music at the time, the rock scene was like, um, Saxon. Saxon was like this, um, British thrash metal band maybe but it was a, a british i think they call it british new wave and it's like an iron maiden you know so iron maiden judas priest within that era but uh saxon had this album called crusader and uh on that album cover there's a there's a knight on a horse and there's like a battle that went on and they're like dead bodies and stuff so i always did like the idea of the swords you know and then you know, Masters of the Universe was out and He-Man had the sword and Thundercats came out and Lionel had a sword. So just the the idea and thoughts of swords and armor. Oh, man, that was pretty badass, you know. And so in high school, I was kind of looking at all that like, wow, OK, you know, going back to my childhood and just kind of saying that, you know, the way the royals were, you know, you know, they they were doing their own thing. But, you know, I was like man, I started thinking, what would it be like to, um, to be knighted, you know, and in high school, man, my, my mind was going like million miles an hour, just thinking of all the stuff that I'm getting to nowadays. And when I joined the army, you know, I was like, man, if there was a way I could like, you know, if, you know, we went overseas and I was like, I was in Kosovo thinking, man, what if the, the queen was coming out this way? Or one of the royals was coming out this way from England. And uh, there was, you know, maybe somebody took a shot at them or something. Or their helicopter crashed or something. And I got to just run over there and help them out, you know. Then I thought, damn, that would be badass to get knighted. But from what that veteran had told me, the one that worked as an ambassador. No, he worked at the embassy, actually, uh, in, in Europe. What he was telling me about being knighted is that there are a set of rules you got to follow and there are things that you can't do. And I was like, ah, shit, with me being an American, you know, 
I'm really privileged. So what would I not do if I were to be knighted, you know? And one of the things they were saying about Queen Elizabeth was that, or, uh, well, at the time, Prince Charles, but now King Charles, um, they were saying that you can't have an opinion. You just got to, um, you just got to read from that script they give you and, you know, you just tell the people what's up, but you can't have an opinion. I was like, damn, that's, you know, and then when I think about Queen Elizabeth not having an opinion for over 70 years as, as, um, you know, queen, I was like, damn, man, that's a lot of restraint, man. That's, um, that's some tough shit right there, man. That's especially for us Americans. Cause you know, we want we, we have all these rights and freedoms and we don't really, we don't really take into account how they actually work until, you know, you, you like what happened to that Brittany Griner going to, um, Russia and bringing that vape pen that had weed in there and, and she got arrested and thrown in prison for nine years, you know, stuff like that. You, you just really don't know until, you know, it, it kind of, um, until you're trying to think of something new, but it's already been done. It's just been, had, had more royalty attached to it. And, um, so that's why, you know, just, I'm just saying that this is the end of an era, man. Uh, Queen Elizabeth is no more. And, and what's also interesting is to know that, that, uh, Prince Charles turned into King Charles and he's 70, but I mean, he's in his seventies, so he might only have a reign of 30 years. He can, he's not going to last as long as his mom did, but once that's over, um, his son, Prince William, he takes over and, he may have like another uh, about a good 50 year reign if he dies of natural causes in his nineties. And then from then on, you know, it just, it just goes down that road, but they all have it all planned out. You know, that's their clan system. <laughs> so that's, you know, what I learned about this, um, you know, the, the, the death of uh, queen Elizabeth. And I'm like, wow, man, it's really interesting stuff that goes on. And, you know, and, you know, I think about our Navajo royalty. What do we have? You know, um, I, I definitely think that Miss um, Fort Defiance Agency veteran princess, uh, I think that she would do a really good job coming back in again. And, you know, yeah, definitely she would uh, own the title of and the, stata, ah, and the status of Navajo royalty by doing that. So, um, as humans continue to change and evolve the environment around them, um, history is going to be taking an interesting path. And especially with us Navajos, will we be able to get back to where we once were? Was that progress that we could point at and see and say that that's where we last left off? Or... Are we going to be just forgetting our culture more and our heritage? And the way I understand it is Arizona Navajos are more traditional than New Mexico Navajos. And I don't know about Utah. I really haven't heard too much about them. But but then again, you get these Navajos in Arizona that say, oh, I don't believe in that um, cultural tradition. I'm like, really? Well, go bleach your skin then. Go move off the res. <laughs> yeah. So all that is definitely going to be 
a way where we look at history and say, well, who was the one that was changing things? Um, oh, it was the Navajo politi ugh, politicians, politicians that changed things. And then somebody might say, well, it was the Claggett Hill Veterans Nonprofit that started the change. And right there, it could be a change for the better or change for the worse. And what I mean by that is if it was by the worse, change for the worse, it could be that somebody took what we're doing with Claggett Hill Veterans Nonprofit and twisted all that information around. And then when, you know, it suited them and their narrative, that's where I think they would probably be more, um, oh shit, the kitten's on my lap. I hope it don't fall off and scratch my leg. That's going to hurt. So, um, but the good thing is, you know, if they listen to this podcast and they take several, um, several episodes and they kind of understand what it is that I'm trying to say, oh shit, this cat's getting me nervous. You better not scratch my leg, kitty. Oh shit. Um, anyways, that's where, you know, it could be a positive thing to where we could say that, oh, well, you know, uh, Claggett Hill Veterans Nonprofit was the one that kind of brought back culture to the people by showing them that they, in order to invest in the past, they need to learn how to conduct business in the future and use it to their advantage. But anyways, uh, with that being said, man, that's going to do it for, uh, episode nine. And, you know, it's taken me a while to get to these because I got so much stuff I'm trying to do, not only paperwork, but physical labor, fixing roads, uh, helping out. Oh shit. Ouch. Damn it. That little bitch just clawed me. Uh, ouch. Well, it finally happened anyways. Um, so for that, it's going to be the end of, uh, episode nine here. And I just want to thank you for listening and tuning in and I appreciate it. Oh man. We just got to keep marching on, man. Uh, episode nine, once we get to episode 12, that'll be a halfway point or actually episode 11. And, um, and we'll start coasting downhill from there and get ready for Halloween and all that. And I'm going to try, 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 try to do a lot of, um, um, Halloween episodes, um, and try to do one in a haunted house. Let's see what happens. But, uh, for the Clagato veteran podcast and the Clagato veterans nonprofit, this is Mateo native ravager saying, yeah, see ya.